Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. You know, I didn't ask you uh, in the hour-long conversation we just had, uh, what the heck's your background? The uh, This is the City Museum in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, my granddad lives in St. Louis, and he has always said he wants us to go there. And uh, we have been terrified to bring four small children there. They're, they're is, getting older now, so maybe we should. It is absolutely the coolest kid adult place in America. And I've, I've seen that. every place in America when it comes to kids. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 10 stories of just repurposed materials from all through the city right made into to a giant kids' playground. Yeah, huge slides, multi-story slides, and all yeah, sorts this, of crazy. This orange thing behind me is a, is a slide from the second story to the first story. And then these things that are painted are conveyor belt rollers. Oh. So the conveyor belt rollers form a, a hood over the slide, so you know you don't fall, you know, a story to your death, you know. And then when you go down, you put your hands on the rollers, and then it turns into an art project as the rollers, the art uh, on the rollers spin as you go down. Absolutely, the coolest place on earth. You know, um, I think becoming a kid again in many ways really helps you build confidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And are you leading us to something? You know, I thought I might. I, I It's just something that sort of hit me. We, But this is something that's come up for us several times. Uh, we, we promised everybody a, a follow-up on uh, our series on Crucial Conversations, and mm-hmm. that's coming very soon. Uh, but you and I have been hit over the last couple of weeks with several folks, uh, clients who are wrestling with uh, lack of confidence in a new management leadership role. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair yep. statement? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting because, yeah, we're seeing people, and I started to say young people, but that's not the case. We're seeing people yeah. who previously right. hadn't been in a leadership role move into a leadership role. In some yes. cases, they are young, and it's their first experience. And in some cases, yeah, they've been a team member for right. two decades, and now they're getting their shot at, at leading the, the the team, the department, and yeah, it's a whole new ballgame. And, and some folks maybe have been in a role for a while and are suddenly saying, hey, here's a deficit to my style, and I need to develop in this way, and I don't know how to do it, and I'm really insecure about it, and I'd like to, to grow in that area. Um, and are being very intentional about it. So you and I have had a lot of intentional conversations about folks wanting to grow in confidence in in various new you know leadership roles. And so what the heck? Let's do an episode about it. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're literally having conversations this week with with incoming and or new managers. So, so yeah. How do you how do you develop confidence as a as a new leader? Yeah. So. I know we've got at least three ideas, but the way you and I work, I mean, it's quite possible that this is going to blow up into something else. But I think at least we have three ideas to to share with folks. Um, oh, yes. Yes. I would go with a plethora of oh, ideas, a cornucopia, if you will, of ideas. My goodness. Whew. I, yeah. uh, boy, somebody's yeah. confident. 
I got a new thesaurus app. <laughs> Very excited. The uh, thesaurus. So, what's another word for that? Yeah, never mind. Forget yeah, it. Book with lots of words. Oh. Yeah. The so so yeah. Think about this. You're you you. I think you had a great example of a conversation that you were having with somebody who who's technically competent. Yep. So they can do the job. They can do every team member's job backwards yep. and forwards. Yep. Uh, so, so if you would, if you, if you share that story, uh, that one kind of hit home with me. Yeah. Well, uh, this, this manager is super, super smart and, uh, has, uh, uh, the confidence of management behind her, you know, leadership is really, uh, really impressed with her and, and, uh, uh, knows that she's new to the role. They're grooming her. They want her to work. And, uh, she made a, just a really interesting statement to me, which was, um, I, uh, know that I can correct mistakes on a bank deposit or on, uh, you know, an income statement. Those are problems that I make a mistake. I can correct those. But once I've said words to somebody, I can't take them back. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's sort of freezing her up, right. To, to like, well, I don't want to say anything because it might be the wrong thing. And it, you know, cascades into a bigger issue. And, um, you know, that's a fair, uh, a, a fair point. And, and her, um, her thing was that she didn't want to say anything until she got it all right. Right. Like I'm going to figure this all out. And, and the, the managers that are grooming her, the leaders that are grooming her are saying, Hey, look, you know, this is something over the next two years, you're going to develop, uh, you know, how you're going to do this gig. And she said, no, I want to do it in two months. I want to get all those boxes checked and do it in two months. And so what I said to her, and this is our first, uh, I think our first guidance for anybody out there listening, is that uh, instead of seeing this as a destination, see this as a journey. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting really hung up on the idea that, you know, oh, I'll arrive once I can do this and this and this and this and this, um, instead see it as, hey, every month I can get better at this or this or maybe this or this. And in fact, in two years, I'll be amazing. But guess what? I'm going to continue to grow after that. This will never end as long as you stay, um, you know, uh, humble uh, and uh, and and coachable and wanting to grow and willing to grow. You'll continue to find new things that you're going to uh, develop over time. So see it as a journey of a lifetime instead of this destination that you're going to reach in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. 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 In two months, they're not going to pin the uh, leadership medal on you. Right. You, you know, you're now a perfectly formed leader. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go forth and lead. Yeah. Not going to happen. It's, it's, it's like most of the, 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 the toughest things in our lives, it, it just gets better over time. And, and yeah. it is, and is, as you said, it's a journey. Uh, somebody that, that, that we both know and love and admire that, you know, they, they said something, you know, after 20 years of leadership, they said, you know, if I'd have been better as a leader, earlier in my career there'd be different people on this team some people would still yeah. be on this team yeah uh, you know because i made some mistakes and, right and so you know and here's somebody who's, who's wildly successful but but in retrospect they know yeah i made some mistakes along the way um, but that's how they got to be the leader they are today that's how they got to be wildly successful and there, there, there's going to be missteps. There's just no way around it. Uh, you know, if it comes from, uh, you know, a good place, uh, it's recoverable, uh, oftentimes. Right. 
um but yeah know that yeah you're not going to be good at it you know it's like anything uh, we have a saying in my house uh, right the first time you do anything it doesn't go all that well right right we're not allowed to quit <laughs> right because the second yeah. time it's going to go better third time it's going to go a little yeah. bit better uh but just know that going in that yeah i'm gonna make mistakes and it's okay i i know a household that has a sort of a painting up over their fireplace and it says we do hard things period you know and 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 the idea there is is really powerful because you're giving yourself permission to say this is hard mm -hmm. it's going to be hard but we're going to do it you know we're going to we're going to we're going to tackle this and and uh, get better over time uh good better best never let it rest right that was uh what our old buddy dick uh, used to say dick bradley uh, used mm -hmm. to say on our very first team that we were on together yep. um and and I and I love that idea that uh, there's there's always uh, an opportunity for improvement. The, J the Japanese call it kaizen, right? Continuous mm -hmm. improvement. There's always something we can get better at. Make that your mindset. Oh, definitely, definitely. So uh, the, your first advice was it's a journey, not a destination. Yeah. Uh, what else did you talk about? So um, we we've been talking a lot about learning how to coach um, at at this particular client. And uh, so we talked about what what is the coach approach in managing. Mm -hmm. um, so we we talked about the difference between you know somebody who comes in and gives you advice, and somebody who comes in and uh, just listens, just listens. Mm -hmm. And this actually happened um, for uh, one of my uh, managers that I'm working with, uh, where there was a there was an issue that was sort of like personal and professional at the same time. And one of their peer managers came in and sat down and just listened. You just, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Gosh, that's rough. You know, bless your heart. You know, things like that were said. I'm in the South, so that's the kind of stuff we yeah, say. Yeah, we have to say that. Uh, we have to say that. Yeah. Um, and then another manager came in and said, "Hey, here's what you need to do." And for 30 minutes, proceeded to lay out the plan that this manager who was struggling needed to follow. Well, guess which approach was seen as really helpful to, you know, <laughs> this person who was struggling. And um, so I flipped that around and I said, well, okay, you're a new manager and you want to grow in your skills. How could you go out and approach your people, which, you know, what, what are they going to respond to? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like the light bulb went off and, uh, you know, it was like good questions, listening, giving them space to answer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're going to feel like if, if you're, if you're new to this, it's going to feel like, man, I'm just asking lots of questions. I obviously am not bringing anything to the table here. I don't know anything. These people are going to figure out that I don't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. They call it the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. It turns out that it's the opposite. It turns out that they see you as super, super valuable because this is the first time they've been listened to in maybe two months, right? Mm -hmm. This is the first time that whoever you're helping that's on your team has really felt heard. And, uh, and, and magically, when they hear themselves talk, they often solve their own problems, right? Um, just kind of funny how that works. So we just talked about, hey, what if you had a behavior of asking more questions and staying curious longer and listening more? Uh, the, the coach approach. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's fabulous. And one of the things that that many veteran managers will tell you that they, you know, that they, they aired in their early days was thinking that they, their value came from doing it all and knowing it all. Right. You know, like they hired me, they're paying me more money. 
I got to know everything. I got to do everything. Yeah. And yeah, as you've, as you've wonderfully pointed out, it's just the exact opposite. Yeah. You have to be competent, but, but the goal is to get your team to know everything and be able to do everything that the department needs to do. Um, If if you're the answer man, if you're the go-to person, that feels pretty good. Uh, but now you're the you're the bottleneck. You're the cap. You're the glass ceiling on how big your your organization can grow and how much they can do. Because once you're maxed out, the whole group is maxed out. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Uh, we're all coming to you. So so knowing that your value is not in what you know, but it, your value comes from your ability to get your individual members of your team to work as a team and to perform at a higher level that's what they're really paying you to do. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the real win, right? Like it's a long-term win. Like you said, you know, there are some short-term advantages to you doing everything and, you know, checking all those boxes and it's all under your control and you know it all, but long-term you don't win. I don't, uh, I don't know if you've been following the, um, there was a cancellation of a, of a, I think it's 10, 11 and 12 year olds, uh, very prestigious judo championship uh, tournament in Japan. And the All Japan, I think it's the All Japan Judo Federation, something like that. They canceled it. They just stone cold canceled their own uh, event. And uh, the the president, who was a former, you know, Olympic gold medalist in judo in the eighties, um, he basically said, "This is this has not been going well for years. We've been working on it top down, but we've got a lot of places in the country where the dojos and the instructors are super hardcore, and they want to win." And there's corporal punishment involved, you know, in disciplining these kids. Uh, they're they're uh, being told to do unsafe moves. Kids have died, literally have died as a result of judo injuries. And um, and some of them are uh, having health problems because they're being told drop weight so that you can go down a weight class. You know, it just got really unhealthy because the focus was on the winning. Like, you know, we're going to check that box. And so here's the, the quote from the, the president is he said, Real judo is about respect. It's about honoring the humanity and the person across the mat. That's why you bow, you know, before and after the match, you bow to enter and leave the mat and so on and so forth. Um, this is all very timely for Mark Ramsey because my kids were kicked out of judo for, uh, for a session because they weren't listening to sensei. It was the greatest day of my life to see everybody kind of go, what, really? You mean our behavior matters? But um but, but our sensei handled it really well because he was listening to them and saying, you know, hey, do you notice what just happened? And um, and that's in, in the, the Japanese example, that's basically what he said is that judo, that's what that's about is you're supposed to be honoring the humanity of the person across from you. Giving advice and having all the answers doesn't honor the humanity of the person across from you. Listening does. So, all right, I'll get off my Japanese soapbox because apparently I have one today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had no idea that. Yeah, yeah, elementary school judo was. Uh, yeah, I know. Top of, top of mind. The, uh, <laughs> but it, it did remind me I had a, a judo instructor in college, and uh, I remember one of the few times I saw him get mad was when somebody wore their their judo gi, uh, the uniform, uh, to class, and so it was visible on campus. Oh, and in judo. Yeah, yeah, we are we are humble. We don't right. we don't you know fight. We don't talk about judo. We right. don't. We, even when you brought your 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 uniform to class, it had to be in a bag. 
right? Uh-huh. You, weren't, you weren't displaying it. You weren't showing off. Yeah. You know, it was a very humble thing. And, and, and yeah, that kind of philosophy, you know, was so important to him as a, as a, an original practitioner from, uh, I believe he was from Korea. Uh, uh-huh. And yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. You, you know, there were certain things that you just had to pay respect to. And yeah. And, and what you were saying kind of goes to that being humble. Um, you, you know, I, 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 you know, you don't, I don't have to stand at the bow of the ship and point the way, um, right. you know, it's okay to, to say, I'm not sure how we should proceed on this. What do you guys think? Yeah. In, in yeah. A, a collaborative approach where we, uh, you know, so what do you guys think? You guys, some of you have been doing this longer than me, you know, acknowledge right. the expertise that's in the room. Yeah and get some feedback you you always have the you know the the last right of refusal because you are the manager um, but you're going to hear some good stuff and more importantly kind of like you said if you listen uh, people will appreciate that their ideas got a fair hearing uh, yeah. yeah so so i, I think that, that that's huge uh so what other advice did you give uh, one last thing that we talked about and and this was um it, it, it sort of uh bubbled up in a in a sideways fashion but uh you know, I said, um, this, this person's an office manager. I said, what's the, uh, what's the way you would do this? You know, all this stuff we had been talking about. I, I said, you know, what would it look like for you to do these things and really be you? And <laughs> her first thought, which, you know, she's so spot on. She said, um, I'd take notes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I take notes because she takes notes about everything, right? She's trying to get everything hoovered into her magnificent brain to uh, to make sure she's uh, capturing it accurately, right? So that she can mm-hmm. put it onto the books accurately, for instance, uh, as an example. But here it's, you know what? When somebody has a problem and they come to me and we're dialoguing about it, I'm going to take notes because that's who I am. That's what I would do is capture it to make sure I've got it right. And so we talked about, you know, do that and let people know you're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So So for her, it might look something like, Hey, um, I know this is a real problem for you. Let me get out my notepad. And I'm just so we're clear, the reason I'm doing this is because this is how I think. I want I'm, I'm really taking this seriously. And when I take things seriously, I take notes. Right. Oh, yeah. That's now perfect. you could have a million other examples. It doesn't need to be note taking. Don't, you know, the point number three is not go take notes. Point number three is do it your way and tell people you're doing it your way so that they know you're taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a manager and and the thought of sitting down across from somebody is just terrifying. Yeah. So, so he's a walking manager. Yep. He's a he's a walking coach. Yeah. So, so yeah, he'll get somebody and they'll just wander around and and talk while they're walking and figure things out. You know, and that's you know he's one of these people who never sit still. So for yeah. him to sit still and you know be formal, it's just not going to work. It's just not him. So yeah, he's found a way to do that. You know. Yeah, uh, had another leader, and and we had a we decided we'd have an all employee meeting about a hundred employees, and the guy almost he almost stroked out on us. His you know the veins <laughs> were sticking out, sweat you know just pouring down him, and just you know, and right. he, he 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 lived uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, we got done with it, and he looked at me and said, "You you know we're we're never doing that again." <laughs> Poor guy. I said, nor will I ask. (laughs) Uh, So, but what we figured out was his, his limit was about seven. If you put him in front of seven people, 
huh. he was magnificent. He could uh-huh. share the vision. He could. He was engaging. He. Yep. It was just. It was just powerful leadership. So we arranged for him to, you know, meet with groups of up to seven people at a time. Uh, Perfect. He held court and yeah. championed the cause and you know shared where we were going and it was it was absolutely perfect. I'll tell you, even in that first session where he was all sweaty, I bet the people really appreciated seeing the real him. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, they could all see that. Yeah, he was doing this. He was doing it for them, and it was right. <laughs> yeah, right. He was gonna die <laughs> bravely in the attempt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something to see. Well, you, you think about, um, and I know we've talked about, um, is it, is it uh, Terry McAuliffe that was known as Nuts McAuliffe after the Battle of the Bulge and he had a career after that? You know, he, he uh, it, it really combines all three of the things we've talked about here. But, you know, he's, he's stuck in the bulge during World War II, surrounded by Germans, formally asked for a, a surrender, and he doesn't know what to do. And he's with his leadership team, and he, you know, uh, uh, heard a, an eyewitness uh, of, of uh, being there that you know, he took off his helmet and scratched his head and said, oh, nuts. You know, he had no clue. And uh, but, man, he was so authentic. Right. They they believed that that was really him and they loved him. And uh, one of his people said, hey, hey, uh, I think he was uh, he was maybe a lieutenant at the time. I don't know what he was. But they said, you know, hey, uh, maybe that's it, sir. What? Yeah. Right back. Nuts. And the and the formal. <laughs> The formal reply to the Germans was, you know, blah, 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 nuts, sincerely, you know, Admiral McAuliffe or, uh, you know, Lieutenant McAuliffe or whatever he was. Um, and it was, you know, this game changing, galvanizing moment for the allies that got him through uh, to where, you know, that was that was one of the the last gasps of the of the Nazis. So um, I guess what I'm saying there is obviously it is a journey, but if you if you go on that journey, right? I mean, we do get the results that we want in the end. We, mm-hmm. we do ultimately, you know, win, make money, you know, define that how you want to. But I suspect along the way, you're going to have a lot more fun uh, being your real self, you know, being humble enough to talk to people and thinking of it as a journey uh, than you would have if you had just gone to check the boxes and try to win. It just doesn't work that way. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, and one of the things uh, I was talking with a manager about uh, literally yesterday uh, was was who do you who do you get to go on this journey with you? And so there's your team mm. members. And one of the things we talked about was was who's your network, who's your sounding boards. Yeah. And and, and you know, and, and we deal with with automotive dealerships, and they're all in what we call twenty groups. Right. And so it's similar stores in non-competitive markets, and they share everything. And, you know, that was right. the perfect place to begin. All right. So there are people who have departments just like yours, similar market, similar size stores, non-competitors, and they would love to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. And, right. and just, yeah, who, who's your, who's your network? Who, who are you building? Yeah. Um, the last thing that we talked about was, was the continuous learning. If I'm on a journey, right, I have to get continually better and, and, you know, we live in the golden age of information. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, literally if I type leadership into YouTube, I, you know, I'm going to get, you know, 250,000 different, you know, resources that are going to come back. Right. And so just figuring out 
what's that saying? Not all readers are leaders, but all uh, leaders are readers. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're going to have to, if you truly want to master the craft, you're going to have to take advantage of all the great writing, all the great leaders who've put their words into podcasts, videos, books, audiobooks. Uh, yeah, there's just no way around, you mm. know, when I start to think about all the great leaders I've known in my life, all of them were students of the craft. Uh, you know, they, they uh. were they were all either either learning from somebody in person or learning from from some type of resource. And so whether it's whether it's movies, books, podcasts, right, all this cool stuff right. that we've got, you just got to, yeah, you just got to avail yourself of those things. Well, humility really does run through all of the examples we've given. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't really noticed that until you you brought up that last point there that, you know, you're, you're constantly going to be a student that takes humility, mm-hmm. you know, saying that you're on a journey takes some humility to say, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um you know, coming to your people and listening and genuinely trying to learn about what's going on. That takes humility. And coming in and saying, hey, I'm going to be myself here, guys. Uh, you know, apologies for the warts and hiccups you're about to experience. That takes humility. So this this whole uh this whole thing is about uh is about being humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people will see right through it. If you show up and pretend, yeah, you know everything, can do everything and, and are this amazing leader. Yeah, that'll get you about mm, three seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it just won't right. work. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, be yourself. Continue to grow. Uh, you know, ask for help, whether from your team or from your peers. Uh, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll you may not hit your two month timeline that you've artificially created in your head, right. <laughs> uh, but you will every single day get a little bit better. And that's all anybody can ask of you. Can I throw in one bonus thought that uh, Ooh, it's, bonus it's, not, thought. it's a bonus thought. It's not part of this list. Aren't but, you glad uh, you waited to you listened boy, all the way to this part? Oh, lucky people who yeah. are holding out, man, oh, man, you know, was there another nugget coming? Oh, yes, there was. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's right here. Please <laughs> take it away. Okay, I'll do that. I believe that uh, a lot of us are pinning our worth on something external, winning, money, approval of our direct reports, approval of our peers, uh, whatever it is. There's four good examples of things that we shouldn't pin our worth on. And, uh, And I don't know what this looks like for everybody, um, and I and I think this is maybe a little dangerous to make just a blanket statement about it. So I'll just personalize it for me. Um, but I don't I don't know that I even find internal worth. And and what I mean by that, I know I know I, I, that's that's the the frown that I expected. Um, Steve, Steve. I, I I know that I've got some some real uh, real issues some some real. Uh, uh, as as Ben Crosby called it in White Christmas, a little larceny operating in me. I, I know me well enough to know that. Um, I think the Bible says, you know, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, something along those lines. Think of it in that way. And so it is really helpful for me when I am struggling with self-worth, as we call it nowadays, to think, um, you know, hey, you know, my, in my Christian religion, God chose me, right? God, God, God said, I'll die for that one. 
uh, that's worth, right? Apparently, I'm worth the price of God dying on the cross. Okay, fair enough. Now, look, I, I get it that not everybody listening to this is coming at it from a Christian faith, but I wanted to give that as an example that, like, I'm not going to let these outside things and performance anxiety and imposter syndrome, I'm not, like, when I'm intentional about how I'm living my life, I'm not letting those things define my worth and giving me a good day or a bad day based on those things. I got a, I got a little higher authority on that that is, that is going to come through on that. So I, I guess I, I say that just as a, as a nugget for anybody who goes over this list and is still thinking about sort of, I guess we could say external validation or, you know, what would, whatever would be the psychology term. It ain't going to work. So, so don't go down that road. Right. No, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. And, and, uh, you know, the, the simple, the simple definition of this might be, yeah, did at the end of the day, can you say, I did my very best and then you can you can rest well knowing that tomorrow I'm going to try again. Yeah. And, and and by the way, sometimes I don't do my best. Right. And I'm still going to get up and try again. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because because that that's not going to define me. That's not going to be the the basis of of uh, of my worth. Right. Right. Well, I remember when my my daughter she you know she was in her teens and she found some of her artwork from you know when she was six or seven, and she's like. I have to destroy all of this. Right? Oh, it's the girl. most embarrassing, you know, this, this must, you know, this must not exist in the world. No one should ever see this, you know? And I'm like, at that time, that was your best. Yeah. That yeah. was, you were doing, you know, that was, that was as good as it got. And right. you were very proud of it at that time. You were, you know, and even the part that you were proud of, it motivated you to get up and, and, and try it again. And, and as you can see, you know, we had stuff over the years, right? It just kept getting better. Yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tear it up. You can't throw away what happened, but know that that's, that was a building block to where you are now. Love it. Love that. That's a great example. Well, on that happy note, you know, let's, let's talk to somebody who is very sure of his self-worth. Yeah. And is never happy. <laughs> And there you have it, another session of Contemporaneous Extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No right to reserve, no permission needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.